With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Want to go pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. The only thing better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 273 of the Big Show, some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing here at the early start of 2023? Ah, yes. But you're going to get the same old from the Fourth Line Voice. Yeah, guys. What's happening? What's going on? Um, um, For today's show, I uh, I actually kind of just threw out some topics on, on the... On social media, um, basically it was, um, uh, and they're, they're pretty ba- basic. To- it's, I mean, they've been topics that have been, um, you know, knocked around on the on the fight groups for a, for a long time and more than more, many times. Uh, but basically, it was just the toughest guys to wear uh, the captaincy on a team in the and uh, the toughest guys to never play a game in the NHL um, were kind of the two. I mean, pretty. Uh, Pretty ever, uh, you know, like I said, nothing earth shattering in terms of topics, but but it did uh, yield some interesting results anyway, um, you know. And we'll get into all that. Um, I'm not going to say. I always say, well, I'm not going to say, and then I'm going to tell you what I'm going to say. Um, yeah, I'm not going to talk for long today. I, I think I said that in the New Year's episode, and I, I think it went about an hour and a half. So um, we'll see how as I ramble through this. Uh, the list of, I, I wrote a bunch of shit down here, and um, yes, we're going to look into it. Going to open up a pack of hockey cards. That's always good, on, like I always say, on an audio podcast. That's always important to have a visual exercise. But um, yeah, but before we get into all that, I got to lay a few things down on you. Um, as I said, member of the hockey, well, I think I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. I haven't got a new contract here for the new year. I don't know, maybe, what are they telling me? Well, my contract got extended. I got traded for a podcast to be named later. We'll see. But there's over 50 shows in the network. All the NHL teams have a show. So whatever team you're a fan of, there's a show for you. Um, of course, 
got Alec over there at the firefighting podcast. He's bat. Oh, now he was out. You know, he was out there shooting and hunting and everything else. And now he's now he's sick. I think he got the he's got the iron the uh, black lung or whatever's happening out there after sitting in a uh, out in the swamp shooting ducks. Um, so who knows when he's going to record? You know, um, but it should be shortly. And, uh, but in the meantime, as much as I hate to admit it, uh, he does have a tremendous back count. If you hear my voice go like that every once in a while, I just like, I'm trying to suppress my coughing here. <clears throat> yeah. Always got lung irritation here in the, it's always in the winter. Yeah. So, um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh yeah. Uh, Alec back catalog. Yeah. Like Segroy, Rob Ray, Frank Bialois, Jason Rushton on and on. He's had tremendous guests. Um, um, I talked about that in the New Year's episode. I know he wants to get on a on a more fa- on a fairly regular basis uh, going forward. Um, it just seems that there's there's some road there's always some life roadblocks getting in the way. But uh, he is still out there and swinging, and he definitely um, will be coming out with an episode here shortly. Um, also, go to the YouTube's as they say and hit up the Five for Fighting uh, YouTube channel, and he's uh, he's got. Uh, fan submission videos and stuff and he's always putting up good stuff so hit the subscribe button if you would that would definitely help him out and uh and then of course i got joe joel joel lazito over at the nordiques knuckles podcast he just released part two with ken mccray and of course it is a quebec nordique focused show um he is formerly of the coliseum chronicles which is a new york islanders uh themed show do you see the pattern here joe does, joe doesn't like to deviate he's uh he's he's one track mind so but uh yes definitely check out the new nordiques knuckles podcast um and as i always say the the new guy on the scene uh jordan out in uh cape breton um he has actually come out it's called five and a game and he does have it in audio podcast form but I would sort of look at it as more of a, a, a YouTube show. Go to the YouTube channel, Five in a Game, and he kind of does uh, these 15, 20 minute uh, biography type videos on, on different guys. And uh, he's at Marc Andre Waugh and Marty Doyle and Samuel Duplain. And, and uh, his latest one is the top five Halifax Mooseheads, tough guys. So, uh, you know, and that covers a lot of ground as Halifax has had some tough dudes roll through town. So. Definitely give that a give that a listen or a view, I guess I should say, on YouTube. Uh, and again, hit the subscribe button. Um, I always say this, so I won't go on and on. But if you're ever, whatever podcast, not just mine, but anybody's podcast that you listen to, or anybody's YouTube channel that you religiously sort of check out, if you could just as a as a user, if you could just hit the subscribe button on YouTube and on whatever podcast platform that you choose to listen to your shows on, just hit the subscribe button. And, and rate and review the podcast and, and download. Download, don't stream, as I always say. Um, cause actually as a creator, that really helps us out. And it's, it's just the little things that you can do to help us. Um, it's greatly appreciated when it comes to uh, social media and the show and that type of thing. Uh, okay. Here we go. Up and down, up and down, round and round. Uh, if you're so inclined and you want to follow me on social media, uh, fourth line voice on Twitter as well as on Facebook. Uh, I always try to put up, uh, you know, each day I try to put up some pictures or some video or whatever, something to maintain, uh, engagement. Um, I just actually, right before I hit record on here, I put up, uh, 
uh, uh, John Cordick, uh, Jim McKenzie fight from Quebec when Cordick was with the Nordiques right at the end there. And I saw a little tussle and, uh, yeah, I was kind of doing that. And, and like I said, go to YouTube, fourth line voice on YouTube, 2,500 videos on and on. <coughs> Pardon me, folks. Like I said, I'm trying to, I'm trying to suppress the cough so you don't, t- and I, and that, and I don't have, to, I don't want to edit too much. So hold on, take a drink here. But, um, well, um, what should we do for, I'll do the cards first. Um, at, uh, for any, well, the listeners out there, for people that are returning listeners, uh, know that I've, that I often talk about, uh, our Dollarama up here in Canada, the dollar store up here in Canada, although oddly enough, nothing's a dollar, but, um, they sell old packs of uh, hockey cards and stuff like that, or these um, mixed packs. Their big thing now is these packs that got like fifteen cards, and they're like a dollar. There's a dollar twenty-five, and I randomly will buy one now and again. It's all shit. I know that. Uh, you know, I know there's people listening. I've had people. I don't know why you buy those. You're not gonna get anything. Well, I, uh, I know. That's not the point. I just like to, every once in a while, well, I will say though, you can buy, there's like these mystery bags that are like two bucks and you'll get a few assorted cards, but every once in a while you'll get like a, an old pack, like the old ninety ninety one score or whatever. So I, I dig those cause you know, whatever, but these assorted packs were like, they're just 15 loose common cards. Um, I, I know, I know they're a complete rip off and everything else, but I think it's just the fact of going through hockey cards because they'll they'll put on the top pack, of course, on the top of the pack, the card that you can see, of course, for the most part, it's always like a newer card, right? Like, you know, and, and I mean, they'll have an Ovechkin or a cross, or, you know, or whatever, you know, some base card or back, you know, whatever, some star, semi-star player. But, and then when you start going through it, oh, they'll have some 90s stuff in there. And like I said, it's just junk common stuff, but... You know they'll they'll throw some tough guys in there once in a while, and, but every once in a while I'll I'll just kind of scroll through the packs really quick just to see what they got. Yeah, and like the other day there was like a couple of Ryan Reeves cards in the top, so I was like, yeah, all right, I'll I'll take these, whatever. Um, it was funny. My wife was actually at Dollarama the other day, and uh, she, I I don't know why, but you know uh, she I, she must have obviously looked at the at, at well she bought me cards, but I don't think it's just you know. Uh, just, uh, by coincidence, uh, she, she grabbed just whatever pack and threw it in the, in the thing. Um, she must've obviously searched because the top card was Milan Lucic, uh, with the, uh, it's an Oilers card when he was an upper, upper deck Oilers card. Um, so, and it was like, oh, I've heard you, I think I've heard you talk about that guy, you know? So there we go. So I got the Milan Lucic card and, uh, and Craig Conroy. Phil Housley. Oh, another Phil. It's just, it's the Phil Housley pack here. Another Phil Housley card. Phil Housley is a great player though. Um, oh, Ryan Kessler. Oh God. Alan Kerr. I liked Alan Kerr. There's a gritty little winger for you. Kip Miller, Brian Leach, uh, Martin Jelena. Oh, Craig Simpson. Yeah. Back when wearing a, was wearing a visor when nobody else was. Oh, what a candy ass. Not a bad player, though. Oh, there you go. And last but not least, Gary Roberts. So there you go. I mean, you know, you got Gary Roberts, Lou Cheech, Alan Kerr. So it's just stuff like that. I mean, you know, you know, the rest of these cards as we... 
into there we go into the garbage can but um you know i just like uh but the a couple of those guys they'll, they'll head over to the uh the toughness pile and we'll throw them in elastic bands and i don't know throw them in a closet to never be seen again but i don't know i just i just like stuff like that uh you know i know uh I guess it takes you back to your younger days or whatever, simpler times. Is that what you say, simpler times? Just said I wouldn't say that, but uh, I don't know. Just uh, carefree days, we'll put it that way. Um, anyway, well, there's there's the hockey card portion of the show. How about we get into some of these topics? And like I said, um, I I don't know, for the most part, against my better judgment, I threw these two questions out to the, to the Facebook groups and stuff, and it's just like... Uh, once again, it just confirms everything I always say on here. And I appreciate the people that, like, I don't know, that, that took the exercise seriously or, or, you know, threw out some honest names and, you know, or whatever. I mean, that's cool. I appreciate that. But there's always the goofs. And it's like these just these fucking trolls that have to come out and flap their lips. And, you know, and it's just like you're you're like a 40, 50-year-old man. And like, really? You had a troll, a Facebook group? Like... I don't know. And like I said, and I mean, like, uh, you know, okay, so toughest player to to never, toughest guy to never play a game in the NHL was the question. Oh, and of course, Mike Tyson, Chuck Norris, you have all these guys, and it's like, oh, okay. And like the one guy, like, you put some friggin', oh, and then, it, yeah, it's like, your mom, like, really? Like, you talk about the lamest chirp ever, it's your mom. And and this dude's like 50. So I just said to him, I'm like, that's the lamest chirp ever. Oh, I'm just trying to keep you away there, bro, or whatever. And it's like, no, you're just being a fucking loser. And I mean, I, I get, I'm not trying to be Captain Serious here. And, oh, you can't have fun with the topic or whatever. But you're just, you're just a goof. Because I... <clears throat> there was a bunch of guys that put like, oh, Doug Glad or the Hansons or whatever. But these are the guys that they, they're in the group all the time and they're always talking or contributing or putting up stuff or whatever. They're regular members. I go and look at this goof that said, your mom, and this is his first post. Like he hasn't posted anything in like 60 or I can't remember. It was like 90 days. You know, he's, he's been a member of the group for like two years. So it's like, really, this is your big... You, you figure you're going to jump into the conversation this way, like, oh, you're with your with a your mom beak, like, you're a fucking clown, like it, it's not funny. You're just you're embarrassing, you know. And like I said, I had other guys chirping and stuff. Yeah, but we we talk all the time in the groups and whatever. Okay, but when you don't post anything for like months or have never posted anything in a group, but have been a member for a year or two, and then you just come out with your like some guy, oh. I, I get to play with the guy's wife's tits down the street. The guy who lets me play with his wife's tits. Really, this is this is your big contribution to the group. You, you haven't posted anything ever, and that's your big po Okay, you know, and it's like just again, what are we twelve? And I and I, hey, I'm not saying don't post silly shit and have some fun in the group. I'm not, you know, this isn't some rigid thing or anything. But it's just like. I know who it's coming, like, it's it's who it's coming from, and what they're putting, like, I know you're just being disrupted, like, okay, did you get the attention that you wanted, like, you were, in the, as a child, were you the kid that ate worms in the playground for attention, like, okay, you have my, oh, hey, fourth line voice, I'm just trying to keep you awake, bro, like, well, you got my attention, if that's what you wanted, good one, bro, like, 
okay, again, you're 50 years old with your little rascal's hat on and your profile, you fucking geek. Like, you Bob, you're a fucking goof. Like, just, why? Why? It's like, ugh. You know, and then, oh, and then, again, and then we get to the reading comprehension portion of this uh, exercise. Yeah, toughest guy to never play an NHL game. Christophe Oliwa. Yeah, because yeah, he didn't play any NHL games. You know, Chara. Uh, you people are fucking morons. And it wasn't my group. I wasn't the administrator in that group. I was, I swear to God, if I had been the administrator in the hits, fights, and brawls group, I would have like banned about 10 of you just for being morons. And you can't read. That shit drives me up the wall. And I'm not talking about the people that put like Bia Lois. Well, Bia Lois did play, but he played three games. Or Mel Engelstad. Well, he played two games. So, you know, they don't qualify. But, I'll, like, you know, I'll let, you know, I'm not saying that. But guys, like, somebody put up Bonvi. Well, Bonvi played for, like, four or five teams. He played over 100 NHL games. Like, what are we doing? Read the question. It's just like, ugh. Why do we have to go through this all the time? It's just like, I don't... Ugh. Oh, you know, and then we'll get into the captaincy thing in a bit here, but yeah, it's just okay. You know, and then I mean, and you, and you, the thing is with the with the tough guy thing, it was um, uh, like how do I put this? I mean, people are just kind of like throwing out names and whatever, and it's all cool. I mean, that that was the point of the exercise. I didn't put any. The only parameters I put on it were had to uh, couldn't have played a game in the NHL, um, you know. So a lot of LNAH like Boss A, Terrio and stuff. Oh, Terrio was a fairly was a high pick by the Washington Capitals and played the American Hockey League. Um, you know, I guess. Um, I, I, I guess I, sh- I should have said maybe guys that play in the American League that never made it or whatever, or the old IHL, because that way you're ba- you were literally a step away from the show. I mean, I'm not, again, not disrespecting anybody in the LNAH or the East Coast League or the Federal League, nothing like that, but those guys weren't going to make the NHL or anything like that. So, um, you know, uh, I mean, their, their, their toughness isn't being questioned. It was, uh, you know, because, I mean, oh, a guy that never played in the NHL, well, I mean, you could list off, a thousand guys that play junior in the East Coast League and I, you know what I mean? Like, I guess I, I, I should have maybe tightened up the parameters a little bit, but whatever. It, uh, it, it did yield some, some fun, fun answers and, and certainly some tough guys. Like, right away, a lot of guys that mentioned Trevor Sen. Well, absolutely. I mean, um, you know, Sen played in the American League as well, you know, uh, with, uh, with, was it Baltimore, I believe? The, the Bandits, I believe they were called. Yeah. So, I mean, he was in the American League, uh, for the, I think it's for his season, um, IHL as well. I, I believe he was in the IHL briefly, um, but yeah, definitely. I mean, there's no no question no question how tough Trevor Sen was. You know, undersized, but man, he could go. And um, it was funny. I, I just saw in the comment section, uh, Sen and Segroy. Well, Mike Segroy. There's another guy. Actually, I was really surprised. Um, Mike never had a shot at the NA, never got a shot at the NHL because big guy could skate, could play. Um, he obviously had the toughness for it. Uh, was in the American League for a long time, um, you know. And I'm not again. I'm not uh, saying anything that hasn't been that he hasn't said. Um, basically, his attitude. He always says his attitude is what kept him out of the NHL. And uh, 
you know, and probably was talking when he should have been listening a few times. But, uh, and, and once you get that, and it's like in anything, it's so political. And uh, once you get that kind of label slapped on you, that you can't shake that shit off. And, uh, yeah, but Mike Segura definitely should have been in the NHL without a doubt. I agree. But anyway, him and Sen were kind of just kind of going back and forth in the comment section. And, uh, yeah, Sen just sort of said, yeah, 400 fights. I wish I had more fights on tape or, had some fights on tape. Yeah, Trevor, I wish you had the fights on tape as well. Um, yeah, I would imagine having Trevor send fights. Oh, and there's so few. And, you know, of course, everyone's seen the, the 10, the Sen Tasker fight, which is legendary, one of the greatest fights of all time. But yeah, he had a, there isn't much footage of him out there, unfortunately. But yeah, tremendous. Um, another one, Kerry Toporowski, Blackhawk pick. He, he had some preseason games with the NHL. Um, absolutely. And then, of course, unfortunately, he got the shoulder injury and everything else. And then, um, but yeah, never got an NHL game, but, uh, definitely, yeah, Topper, um, Gord Gallant, uh, Machine Gun Gord Gallant from the WHA. Um, I mean, the footage is so limited. I've, I've read, I've read a few things on him. Um, I'm, I'm certainly not going to, sit here and try to act like I'm some WHA expert and I'll break down the league for you. No, I have no idea. Um, I know he's with the fighting saints and stuff. Tough guy. I think he, uh, was it? He punched Harry Neal, the coach. I think that's what got him shipped out of town. Um, I know later on in life after he retired, when he went back to New Brunswick or to the Maritimes, wherever he, he's somewhere from the Maritimes. Um, he had actually, he saved some people from a house fire. He got burned really bad, but yeah, he had saved some, uh, some kids or something from a house fire, if I remember the story correctly, but, and he, he got burned pretty good, but yeah, so definitely a, just a, an, uh, a hero off the ice for sure. Um, there is a, uh, for those paying attention, here's another one I'm going to throw at you if you don't know about it. Um, uh, there, there is a really good YouTube channel called Pro Hockey Alumni. And again, they do 10, 15 minute, um, uh, kind of biography pieces on guys. And there's, uh, there, they do some, uh, they've, they've done one on Gord Gallant and, um, they, they have a few, uh, kind of tough guys, um, uh, shorts. I mean, just te- check out the channel and go through it. Um, they got some really good stuff on there. Um, uh, another one, Willie Trognitz, uh, they, they did a little piece on him too, getting suspended and everything, of course, with his sucker punch and all that. But, you know, well, there's another guy that was on the list for toughest guy never playing the NHL. Um, yeah, but definitely check that channel out. It's pro hockey alumni. You'll dig it. Um, uh, like I said, uh, Jason Payne, uh, you know, of course, the big, one of the names that, of course, John Morasti, um, he played, again, he played some preseason games with Columbus. Um, fought, uh, Tristan Grant and Josh Gratton. Um, but of course he played, he had a few seasons there in the American Hockey League. Uh, Brad Wingfeld, of course he was up in the, uh, winger was up in the American League and, and everything else, you know, before Danbury fame. Um, uh, the meat grinder, Marty Melnichuk. Yeah. He, uh, imagine that guy, the NHL with the hair flying, that would have been something. Um, Another one that's really solid. He played, he had a bunch of preseason NHL games, but never unfortunately got that regular season shot was Dean Ewan. Um, you know, with the Islanders, I know Joe, Joe was all over that one. Um, if you go back and look up the, uh, the Coliseum Chronicle podcast, tremendous interview with Dean Ewan, multiple parts. Um, of course, Todd Ewan's brother. Um, but yeah, tough guy, uh, played forever in the IHL and in the minors, uh, and in the American league. Uh, yeah, tough dude for sure. Um, 
there's always been that debate that it was like, wow, I think he was tougher than Todd. Eh, you know, that that's always a tough debate to have because, I mean, you're looking at Todd Ewan fighting NHL guys and Dean Ewan fighting minor league guys. Um, again, not a disrespect to the guys or anything, but you know what I'm saying. I guess it's a quality of opposition, so to speak. Um, but I think there, there could be a case made for sure. Um, cause in a lot of cases, um, it, it's not that the guys in the American League weren't as tough as NHL guys. There was, there's obviously different reasons for guys being in the American League. So, um, well, and the one guy that, that did get thrown out a couple times is Brett Gallant. Well, I always say Brett Gallant's been the toughest guy in hockey for about the last five or six years, and then he's not in the NHL. Uh, but Brett Gallant did play an NHL game, and of course that's when he dropped Matt Cassian. So he didn't qualify for this list. But his brother Alex good. He's definitely a tough dude. He's in the Flames farm system. I'd love to see him get some NHL games. Um, but again, another tough guy. But uh, yeah, the Gallants. Um, well, Steve Bossy, of course, his name came up a bunch of times. I mean, yeah, if you're talking about punching power, definitely. Um you know, uh, Marco Caprera, um, kind of an OHL tough guy. I've seen some of his fights. I'm not all that familiar with him. Uh, I know he played briefly in the minors. And then I think, I want to say, and I know he had a big rep in the OHL for sure. Um, I want to say his, his father passed away and he, he kind of went back to do the family business and took, and took it over after his dad passed away. I think that's the story someone told me. Again, um, I'm not saying that's for sure, but that was a story I was told. Again, I'm a, but, um, yeah, tough guy. Uh, Lance Galbraith, unfortunately, who just passed away, uh, late last year, uh, in 2022, um, in a car accident. Um, yeah, I mean, he played out in the West Coast League and in the, uh, in the East Coast League forever, out in Idaho there. But yeah, he was in Flames Camp, um, you know, out of the OHL. Um, yeah, kind of a, kind of a middleweight guy, never backed down, um, for sure. Uh, my boy Forrest out there throwing Robin Big Snake out there. Um, yeah, again, he was, he was in some NHL camps. Um, solid player. Um, again, I think one of those off fight, kind of his own worst enemy kind of thing, but he'd be tremendous for merch sales for sure with that Robin Big Snake for sure. Um, yeah, Riley Emerson, another big guy, great guest of the show. I've had him on a couple times. Giant. What is, could you imagine they, like the Minnesota Wild at one time at their camp had, Emerson, who's like 6'6", Bugard and John Scott at the same camp. Are you serious? You know, that's a lot of fabric in the jerseys, man. That's a lot of extensions you got to put on. But yeah, Riley Emerson, um, somebody I laughed at, somebody threw out Josh Mazer. I was like, who, who's that Josh Mazer? Uh, uh, John Baduke, um, of course he was in Van- a bunch of Vancouver camps. Cam McCaffrey, Jason Norrie, Ben Olson was in an Islander camp. Um, Oh, Doug Smith. Somebody throw out Doug Smith. Um, I know somebody, uh, a couple people put Stephen Fletcher, of course. Uh, you know, he played in the American League for a long time. And then, you know, he had his number retired in Fort Wayne. He's a hero in Fort Wayne. Um, he actually played in the NHL. He played three games in the NHL. So uh, he did not qualify. Um, I know somebody threw out Ian Anderson. You know, he, oh, he played in the 60s for the Clinton Comets of the Eastern Hockey League. Well, okay. I, I'll take your word for it. I have never heard that name. Obviously, I've never seen him. That was before my time. But okay, uh, Gary Kupel, um, Jeff Benick, um, Kerry Clark. There's another one. He was in Islander camp. He's in a few camps. Washington camp. Um, he had a few preseason games. Um, of course, Wendell Clark's younger brother. Oh, um, John Brophy. Yeah, um, you know, forever in the minor leagues. Um, one of the all-time penalty minute leaders. 
um, Boris Vistrick, kind of a legendary name around the West, uh, around the WHL with the new Westminster Bruins. And I think he played a couple seasons in the IHL and then called it quits. But yeah, it racked up like back to back 400 some minute seasons and stuff. Um, actually, if you go back and look up one of the, the new Westminster Bruins brawls that I have on, on my YouTube channel, he is on there actually. Um, yeah, crazy times. Elfie Hanrahan, um, Nate Kaiser. Um, I had to talk to Nate. Um, I'm going to, I know he was on, uh, he was on some podcast recently. I should get him on the show though. Um, Brendan Walsh. There's another guy I need to get on the show. Um, he was a great guest on spit and chiglets. Um, Brandon Sugden. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, he was up with, he's been in a few camps. Um, uh, he played in the preseason with the Capitals, got into the fight with Donald Brashear, did really well in it. Um, yeah. Uh, Roger Maxwell, Mel Hewitt, somebody threw out, Wes George. Um, of course he played in the WHA with, uh, the Oilers, wasn't it? Yeah, he was like teammates with Semenko. After they used to have their wild brawls in the Western Hockey League, they ended up with teammates in Edmonton in the WHA. Um, of course Andy Bezo. I know he played in some preseason games as well. Um, cause I have a picture of him in Ottawa fighting somebody. Um, but he never played in the obviously regular season game. Uh, Goldie Goldthorpe. Western, or I keep wanting to say the Western Hockey League, the WHA, um, Cole King, um, Trevor Ettinger. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, he was a, uh, was a Canucks pick. Um, yeah, big guy, tough dude. Um, he had a, he had a real strong season in Syracuse a couple times, a couple seasons. Um, Eric Nielsen. Yeah, there's a guy. I, I love me some Eric Nielsen. Of course, he was, uh, you know, way back when Crosby's bodyguard in the Quebec Junior League. Um, Played forever in the American League and played overseas and just a real tough guy. Great fights, wide open fights. And, um, and, uh, and if you talk to people that, um, uh, interacted with him, like a Sam Bell that I've had on my show that was telling a few Eric Nielsen stories and stuff and just, uh, just a, just a real good, um, just a really good room guy and just uh, really well liked by everybody. And, uh, yeah, that's a guy I definitely love to get on the show. Um, he, he had a great career. Um, and it's just a shame that he never, again, got some preseason games in, but, uh, just never got the, got the one game in the NH, you know, couldn't get his name in the record book, unfortunately, but, and he definitely deserved it because he was in wars, man. Uh, Daniel Amesbury, there you go, some ice wars. Um, Bruce Ramsey, Matt Rushdie, um, actually he, he kind of, Matt Rushdie was the one that said Bruce Ramsey, but Matt could get thrown in there too. Again, um, you know, played some preseason games and stuff, played in the American League with Albany and stuff. Um, Jerome Bouchard, Dave McIsaac. I mean, like I said, the, the list could really go on and on, but, um, I, I really appreciate the people there that, that took the time to, uh, you know, um, contribute and, and, and throw out names. Like I said, we could, oh, down at the Sard and, you know, I mean, you could go on and on about, you know, uh, Justin McPolin and blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, you could basically name every Andy Risto. There's another guy at big, that guy's a big bastard, man. Um, he had some great fights. Um, there's, uh, yet again, coming out of the Western league, but, uh, down in with the Rochester Americans. I mean, he had the big rivalry and the battles with the Hershey bears and, uh, yeah, some big fights with Steve Martinson. Um, I saw Martinson's name come up, but he played with the Montreal Canadiens for a bit. Um, so he didn't qualify. I saw Yablonski's name come up a few times. Again, he played the one game with St. Louis, so that disqualified him. Rocky Thompson, he played some games in the NHL. Um, if, if people are wondering why I didn't say these people. Um, Josh Gratton. 
Uh, Steve McLaren, again, he played some games with the St. Louis Blues in the regular season. Frank, or I think by Lois, did I mention his name already? But he played three games with the Leafs back in the day. Craig Hess, thing, played with the Leafs. So, yeah, I mean, those are all tough. Kyle Friedrich, I mean, he played for Tampa Bay for a few games. Um, you know, I, I'm like, how do you not, like, somebody put out Friedrich. I'm like, really, you never saw the Vandenbush fight? Like, you know, um, although now that I'm saying that, was that fight in the preseason? I don't know if that fight was in the preseason. So I take that back. But no, Friedrich did play. He did play regular season NHL games. But yeah, the, the list, uh, you know, goes on and on. Um, again, I thank you folks for the, for those that took it seriously and could read and, you know, you know, thank you. But uh, yeah, it's interesting. Serge Robert, you know, he played games with the Quebec Nordiques. And now a message from our sponsors. Hockey fans, light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pre-game money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. That wasn't enough excitement. You can turn small bets into bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at even a bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. bit of business that we were going to talk about um, was... Sorry, folks, I'm just writing down my time cues here. It's kind of a thing I'm trying to get into here and make my life a little easier in 2023. Um, tough guys that wore the sea. And um, I will say, in some of the responses, I saw, like, you have pictures showing that they're wearing the sea. Um, but it's interesting. Like, I went to a... To make it easier, I just went to a few different websites, the Hockey Reference blah, 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 and just kind of, and it just like captaincy, all-time captaincies for, for every team. And I just would scroll the, you know, and they'd have the years besides, it just made it easier. So I went through all the teams. Um, I know Basil McRae, I, like I saw the picture of him wearing the, the letter in Minnesota. I saw the, uh, Paul Laws wearing the C. Um, you know, there was a few instances like that, um, but it was interesting they didn't list them on these, on the reference, on, on a few of the, I, I checked, there was three websites that I scrolled through. Um, and actually, and Basil wasn't listed and neither was laws. So I don't know if they're, if they're what their standard is. I didn't, again, folks, I'm, I'm recording here at, at you know, basically nine o'clock here. Um, so I didn't get into the whole finer, I didn't go read the fine print. I don't know if, oh, he has to play 30 games wearing the letter or whatever. Um, I know sometimes some teams, uh, especially in the two thousands, maybe they did it in the nineties, but anyway, they would kind of roll through the captaincy. Uh, I can't remember. I remember reading a few times there's teams that would do every, I don't know, whatever, every quarter of a season or every half season, they, they put it on a different guy. I don't really know what the point of that is, but okay. Um, or if, if the captain got traded, so you had to, they put a letter on the guy for the remainder of the year, or a fill-in captain until someone can be nominated. I I don't know, like I don't like I don't know. I'm 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 asking the ether the question here, but like I don't know how long Basil wore the C for. I saw the picture of him wearing it. I know he did, 
but I don't know, obviously it was a temporary thing or a fill-in or Minnesota was doing that, like captain for the month or something. I don't know. Um, same thing with Laws. I don't know if it's a preseason pitcher. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I know Matt Johnson in Minnesota wore it. Did he wear it all year? Although he was on the list that I scrolled through, so maybe he did wear it all year. Um, I didn't go that in-depth into, well, he wore it for 102 games, and this guy wore it for... 98 games and for three months and two days and like no I didn't get that in depth but I did go through the team lists and um just to see um the names and stuff um it's interesting there's some guys that obviously wore the C for multiple teams um which really speaks volumes for their character to be completely honest um it's interesting like with this topic um (coughs) well what actually got Oh, pardon me. Uh, what actually got me thinking about this uh, topic was, of course, Team Canada here. The World Juniors are going on and everything else. And, of course, the world is talking about Connor Bedard. And what a great player. But, um, you know, of course, he plays for the Regina Pats here. So I've been hearing about him for the last couple of years. Um, but, yeah, on the world stage here, he's definitely uh, exploding. But there was the kind of the big controversy. Oh, I can't believe they didn't give Bedard the C. And it's like, why would you name him the cat? Well, he's the best player. Like, it's this generation. I don't know what it is. It's just these fans that, like, they get hung up on, oh, the captaincy. It's their best player has to wear the C. Like, they think it's a stats thing. And it's like, no. Although, maybe nowadays, maybe it is with the marketing gimmicks. And, oh, we got to have our young prospect to sell the team. And, like, like I, I immediately McDavid was named captain of the Oilers. And I remember having that debate on Twitter. I'm like, why would you name him the captain of the Oilers in his first year, whatever? Because he's a rough guy. and He's not ready for it. Let him just play in the NHL for a couple years and then give him the C. And it came out a couple times that that some of the players pulled him aside and like he should have been saying shit to the coach when he didn't. And it was like about practice times, like a captain would go in and, cause it's, it's, it's something mixed in with a with collective bargaining as well. Especially now, it's not like the old days where it does six o'clock bag skate pussies and all this shit. Um, as far as the union and NHLPA goes, you can't really do that shit anymore. And there's got to be timed out spaces of when you can practice and blah, blah, blah and all this shit. Um, veteran guys know this. McDavid doesn't. It's his first year. And and there was a couple times in the Oilers, they said a veteran guy would have said, no, we're not doing it then. We'll do it at this time or whatever. There wasn't some huge, big, massive thing. But I remember reading an article about it, and it was just like, he was just young and didn't know. Well, this is what happens when you name these captains so young. I remember when they were asking Crosby. I remember, of course, Pittsburgh wanted to put the C on him right away. And it was like, I think his first year, I think Recky was there. I can't remember who was there. But I remember Crosby himself saying, like, no, they, he said they gave it to me too soon. And, you know, um, you know, obviously it didn't wreck his career. Oh, clearly it didn't wreck their careers or anything. But it was just like, um, it's just this rush to put, and again, from now, it's pro- nowadays it's probably oddly a marketing stunt, I'm sure, back in the 80s and 90s. Like, you know, when you were putting the captaincy on whatever. Like Columbus, their first year's, First year of the league, their cap, their first captain in Columbus Blue Jackets history, Lyle Odeline. You know, I'm sure they obviously could have put it on a, a sexier pick than that, or their or their big draft pick or whoever, or their big scorer. But, but I don't. 
teams didn't think of that shit back then, you know, maybe some teams did, but I think for the most part in the eighties, it was just like whoever literally was the best. Usually obviously it was a veteran guy who had been around, knew how, knew how the league worked, how the PA worked, shit like that was good in the room, you know, had credential, had, has street cat, street cred, as the kids would say. Um, that's how you pick your captain. Um, and that's, that's how I would pick a captain if I was the t- well, I'd have a team vote is probably what I'd do. I wouldn't leave it up to management to, we're going to pick the guy. Well, you're not really in the room. So <clears throat> I don't know why you just don't let the players do it. Um, but yeah, there's just some guys that, yeah, they could be great players, but it's like, that doesn't make them captains. But like I said, everyone's just so hung up on stats now. But I'm like, well, no, you'd give the captaincy to Shane Wright. Going back to the Team Canada thing, I'm like, the guy who was drafted and then is, was in the NHL and has come back now from the NHL to play in this tournament. Well, of course he has the experience and he's kind of the vet and whatever. I mean, it's hard to be veterans when it's, you know, 17, 18, 19 year olds, but you'd give it to an older player that's, that's been in the tournament before or has NHL experience, etc. Why would you give it to some kid that's undrafted? He has, Connor Bedard's got, clearly he can handle the pressure, but he has enough pressure on him, on him. Coming up, he's he's looking to get drafted first overall. He's got the pressure of the world. I mean, these kids are stressed enough wearing the country, the jersey of your country. And the World Juniors, which is, I mean, for some of the American listeners, maybe it's not a big deal. Here in Canada, the World Junior Tournament every year is like a massive deal. And the media just, if Canada doesn't win, it's the end of the world. And oh my God, our skills are deteriorating and we're terrible and we got to have a summit. We need to, we need to have a skills summit. Oh, believe me, it's happened. I know Canada's playing the U.S. here tomorrow. Oh, believe me, if Canada doesn't win that game, holy shit, especially losing to the Americans, which is a great, obviously a possibility. I mean, the Americans have a great team and stuff, but I mean, they've come a lot, hockey's come a long way in the last decade or two in the United States. And, uh, more kids than ever playing it. They obviously have the population base much more than Canada. Again, I'm not making an excuse, but I mean, of course they were getting, like this idea that I can't believe they caught us. Really? You don't what? Of course they're going to, you know, like, you know, and it's just like other countries have caught up Canada now. Cause back in the day, the world junior team, I'm not just cause I'm Canadian, but Canada would dominate those tournaments. I mean, the record, I'm not saying anything, you know, obviously go look, um, but yeah, anything less than gold for Canada is like considered the ultimate failure, which is just ridiculous. But okay. Anyway, I hear I'm, I'm rambling on a tangent here, but yeah. Um, so yeah, they gave it to Wright, and I can't believe they gave it to like really, you clown. Like, why would you give it? Batard's better. Well, uh, well, and Batard's proven to be a great all-time leading scorer for Canada, whatever else. But just. Leave the kid alone. It's not, and it has again. It has nothing to do with skill level. It's just experience in the room. Have gone through it because uh, the, there's much more to going into a captaincy than just oh you got to do the ceremonial face off now and again and they put a letter in your jersey. No, in the NH, there's tons of shit behind the scenes you got to go through um, dealing with the media, charity work. Uh, you're the face, the spokesman of the team. You got to go here, there, and everywhere. Um, you know, you got to go do the ribbon cutting at the Kroger. You know, it's just shit like that. That, that that's what captains do. It, it, it's not just oh well, he has 80 points and he's their team leading scorer. Why not? You know, it's just stop. And like, to, and to the one guy here, the, his course his comment. Oh well, I mean, I don't mind a captain that drops the gloves now and then, but in the 90s, a stupid tradition was to give the goons the C. 
okay. So I'm like, okay, it go. It's it's it has nothing to do with. I of course I point out it has nothing to do with stats. And then I asked well, again, who are all these goons that wore letters, or that wore the captaincy that you're talking about? And of course I had a bunch of people reply like said to him too, like, yeah, let's see this list here of all these goons that wore the C. And of course, I don't have time, but I'll just leave it at this Garth Butcher. Oh, so you name one guy. Like, okay, you know, thank. Like, uh, and I'm not. I'm going to single you out. I'm not going to say your name or anything. But it's like, that's the thing, dude. If you're going to, again, if, well, especially if I'm going to make a thread and ask for questions and people are going to, and if I have time or whatever, if people come in and you're going to make a bold statement like, oh, it was tradition to give the goons in the 90s. Like, if you're going to make a statement like that, I'm going to hold your feet to the fire and I'm going to make you, okay. Because I think far too often these people just make these outrageous statements or just, they just say, oh yeah, no, it's this and whatever. I notice when you call them on it though, it's hamada, 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 and it's backpedaling. I don't have time right now, but I'll just say butcher. No, you have plenty of time, you know, but no, you decided to flap your lips and you got called on it. And now you're backpedaling. And it's just like, why do you have to, like, you could just say, oh, a lot of, a lot of tough guys in the nineties, maybe got letters that maybe shouldn't, you could have said that. I wouldn't have said anything to you. But you go on like you're some laundry, like, oh no, the tradition. The tradition of the 90s was to give the goon the C, was your exact, really? That's the tradition of the 90s? Okay. Well, I was in the 90s, I don't remember that tradition, but right on. You know, it's just like, come on, man, like, what are we doing here? But yeah, just kind of going through the list, we'll go through the teams here, and we'll throw some things out. Um, like like I said, I went down to all the teams, like for Anaheim, um, you know who the first captain in Anaheim Ducks history was in 93-94? Time's up. Troy Loney. There you go. It's kind of a tougher guy. Um, you know, I know a lot of people throw out Pronger. Uh, it was Pronger. I mean, Pronger was physical, but he was dirty. I don't, again, I guess I should have caught off, you know, tough. When I said tough, I meant fighters. Um, you know, I know Pronger was a captain on a few different teams, but it's just like, no, he's just a dirt. He couldn't fight his way out of a wet paper bag. Um, Phoenix, uh, you know, you got Tuchuk and Doan. Um, again, well, Tuchuk did some fighting. Shane Doan didn't really fight a lot, but big guy would play physical. Um, not the greatest fighter by any means. Uh, so I wouldn't really want to put him in that category. Um, it's kind of like a Linden thing. Like Linden was a big guy with physical. I mean, he'd rub you out in the corner now and again, would fight maybe once or twice a year, maybe, you know, um, what I'd say, oh, he was tough. Yeah. Gritty, I guess. I mean, I know what's semantics at this point, but I mean, there's a, in my terms, there's difference between gritty and tough. When I'm talking tough, I meant fighting ability. Um, Buffalo, um, Steve Ott. Uh, you know, that could be, you know, he's a rat and would fight, but he would fight. Um, you know, of course, back in the day, uh, Mike Felino with a space balls helmet, gritty bastard, power forward, tough guy would fight. Lindy Ruff, again, although some would say he was rough at home and Lindy on the road. That was the old saying, but he would do some fighting. Danny Gare, undersized guy, real tough guy though. Danny Gare, look up some of his stuff for the, for the, again, I'm not going to sit here and try to say I'm a Danny Gare. Um, expert, but I'm not, but I have gone down that rabbit hole. Not a lot of footage up there, but definitely check out the Danny Garrett. Tough dude. I have a really good fight between him and Stan Jonathan on my, uh, YouTube channel. Check it out. Uh, Jim Schoenfeld, you know, so we're going to go old school with Buffalo. Um, Calgary, of course, again, La, 
Um, Bob Bugner. I didn't realize Bugner had wore the C in Calgary in 0203 for a little bit. Steve Smith. Um, I was never a big Steve Smith fan, but again, big guy, rugged, would fight. Uh, Todd Simpson. I'm a huge Todd Simpson fan. I love me some Todd Simpson. Um, yeah, under, underrated. Uh, th- there's a guy that I'm going to do a, a player spotlight on. I'm a big Todd Simpson guy. Um, Tim Hunter wore it in 88-89. Um, in Carolina, Kevin Deneen, Verbeek, Verbeek, you know, but Verbeek would do some fighting, but, um, Shanahan, uh, with Hartford, uh, that Carolina slash Hartford time. Um, I know Pronger as well, but eh, again, as I said about Pronger, um, Chicago, Chelios, eh. again, Chelios is gritty and everything else. Um, although I, what was it? The other episode when it was the, was the 13 tough, he came up in one of my episodes recently and he had 60 fights. And I was saying like, I don't remember a Chelios fight. I really don't, but I guess, you know, at that point he would fight. So I shouldn't say that he would fight. Um, Dirk Graham, again, gritty guy. Dirk Graham could fight pretty good. Didn't fight often, but, uh, I was a fan of Dirk Graham, you know, gritty guy. Um, you know, the Daryl Sutter. I mean, it's a Sutter, right? So that kind of just synonymous. Uh, Roscoe, Terry Roskowski, a real tough dude. Um, he was a captain in a few teams. Um, you never hear anybody say anything like Terry Roskowski was just a solid foot soldier player, solid Good skills, um, you know, power forward guy. Um, Keith Magnuson, again, um, I mean, you have the definition of heart. Uh, didn't win a lot of fights, but would never back down. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Colorado didn't really have, not really, I can't, you know. Um, Columbus, you know, Nick Foligno. Um, Luke Richardson for a year. And then, like I said, Lyle Oldline was their first captain. Uh, Dallas, you know, you get Jamie Benn, Brendan Morrow, um, Darian Hatcher, Tenorti, Kurt Fraser, um, Bobby Rouse. Um, again, Basil McCray Ward. I, I don't know for how long or what the time period was, um, with Minnesota, but, uh, or was it when he was with Dallas? I think it was when he was with Minnesota. It was with Minnesota. Um, uh, Detroit. Yeah, I mean, obviously Ted Lindsay, Gordy Howe, um, Danny Garrigan, Reed Larson, uh, Maloney, uh, Dennis Polonich. Um, I know somebody put like Iserman and again, it's like, well, I'm not questioning Steve Iserman's heart or anything like that, but was like a tough guy. Like, come on. Um, Edmonton, Jason Smith. I'm a big Jason Smith guy too. I remember big defenseman wouldn't take shit. Um, Buckberger, of course, uh, Shane Corson, 9495. Um, I, the big one when I first threw it out, of course, a lot of people throw out Messier. Um, again, um, I've never viewed Messier as like some big, Messier couldn't fight. I mean, he wasn't that great of a fighter. He was dirty as shit with his stick and his elbows. I was never a Messier fan. Again, I'm not, you know, one of the greatest captains in sports history and all that stuff. And I'm a Hall of Fame career. I'm not knocking him as a talent, but in terms of toughness and, and fighting ability, no. But his name came up a lot. Um, Florida, Jovo. Jovanovski was an underrated. I, I was watching some of his fights and man, that guy, he threw bombs. Jovo threw bombs, man. Like go back and watch some Jovanovski shit. I mean, I know everybody remembers the dead March knockout, but go back and watch some of his other fights. Jesus. Yeah. Check it out. Seriously. Um, Brian McCabe, uh, Scott Mellenby. Um, love me some Scott Mellenby. Ked, I know you're, hopefully you're listening. Morning skate guy. Mellenby loves Scott Mellenby. Um, 
Again, I saw the picture of Loss wearing the C. I don't know if it's a preseason thing or just a temporary thing. Um, but it, it, they didn't have them listed anywhere. Um, uh, the Kings, you know, again, Ruskowski. Um, Minnesota, I mean, yeah, you had Brad Brown, Matt Johnson, Sean O'Donnell, uh, Montreal. I mean, Montreal for their legendary, um, you know, for the franchise and everything else. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay, Rocket Richard. I mean, people talked about his temper and fighting and whatever, but, but really you go through it. It was always kind of skilled guys and stuff. I mean, uh, Mike Keane, undersized guy could fight pretty good. Uh, good lefty, some great fights with Scott Walker. Um, I have some really good Mike Keane fights on my channel. I recommend you check them out. Um, but really, um, you know, yeah. I, I, again, I just sort of looked at it from a fighting standpoint. Um, you know, Nashville had Shea Weber. Um, I guess Montreal had Weber as well. Um, again, didn't fight, rarely fought. Uh, big guy though. Um, you know, again, physical guy would play tough, uh, or gritty. Um, but fighting wise, didn't just, it just didn't do it enough. Uh, New Jersey, of course, he had Scott Stevens, uh, Mel Bridgman, Rob Ramage, Wolf Paymont in Colorado. Uh, and another great power forward, Wolf Paymont, uh, sent of slips through the cracks, but first guy to wear 99 too. Um, New York Islanders, again, McCabe, um, uh, Clark Gillies, um, you know, Trotche, not that Trotche was a big fighter, but, um, oh, no, not Trot, yeah, um, uh, Potvan, again, not a real big fighter. Um, but other than that, like, you know, again, le- you know, legendary team, but, uh, you know, um, and that was a thing like back in the day, like in the sixties or seventies, when you go through the list, I mean, guys just didn't bounce around like teams like they do now. So, I mean, you had guys that were captains for 10 years on teams. So it's like, you know, um, <clears throat> didn't, so the, the names didn't change much, but you know, with the Rangers again, old team, uh, original six, but and Messi, meh, you know, but Barry Beck, uh, Maloney, um, you know, but other than that, I mean, I was going to say with some of these, I mean, I guess you could go back and, oh, well, Sprague Cleghorn and, you know, I know Steve there from old when Probert was com is probably just yelling at his, at his, uh, dashboard right now that I'm forgetting Dit Clapper or something, but, uh, uh, or Eddie Shore. Oh, I don't know if Eddie Shore ever wore the C, but you know what I'm saying. Um, so no, I didn't go that far back. I didn't go back. I didn't go back pre-war days or anything. Um, you know, I'll save that for the Legends of Black and White episode with Steve. I like I like getting Steve on and talking about some old school stuff. Um, actually, for those that 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 don't know um, or you recently just tuned in, um, I wish I had the episode off the top of my head. You'll have to go back. If you scroll my thing and you look at the titles and stuff, when I had Steve on and we talked about um, basically the beginning time, like the nineteen tens like the beginning times of the NHL. And we talked about like, again, Sprague Cleghorn, uh, Joe Hall, Red Horner, guys like that. Um, Steve has really gone through the newspapers.com and really got the beginning of violence, so to speak in hockey. And basically the first ever organized game in the NHL had a brawl in it. Right. So, I mean, there's been fighting since the day they dropped the puck for the first time. And Steve's really big into the history of hockey fights. And uh, it, it was some real cool, um, old school names and just some old stories. And if you really want to learn about the history that literally the, the, no, I'm not talking old school. And we go back to 83. No, this is going back to the days of the start of the NHL before that. And with Joe Hall and Cleghorn and, uh, uh, 
oh, Blackjack, uh, Stewart and stuff like that. Some great names he had through it, some great stories and from articles that he'd read on the old newspapers.com. It's a really cool article or a really cool, uh, episode. I'm really happy with it. Really happy with that piece, how it turned out. And I, I definitely want to get Steve back on, um, not only to talk about the update on the Drop Your Gloves 2.0 site that's coming out, but I know he's really been going through the different decades leading up, like, yeah, like I said, 20s, 30s, 40s. So um, I think last time I talked to him, he was in the 50s, I think. So, yeah, I want to get him back on and we kind of talk about the... And I, and I really, I'm really interested in when he gets the kind of that Gordy House stage. Because like I said, everybody, Gordy, Gordy, Gordy. It'll be interesting because he'll go through all the newspapers. And Steve's like middle of the line guy. Like he's not going to like wear his little Homer glasses. Like, no, he'll tell it like it is and what the different newspapers said and stuff. So that'll be really interesting. And uh, I think it'll definitely break a few myths um, that have been sort of created on these fight boards and through fight fans throughout the years. Um, yeah, so that, I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be really, I, like I said, I'll get Steve back on. And like I said, I always enjoy just talking to Steve to begin with. So anytime I can have him on, it's just, it's really educational for myself because it's like, yeah, Steve knows, he's Steve's a man. Yeah, definitely get him back on. Uh, where was it? The Islanders, Emma McCabe, and Gillies. Uh, Ranger, or er, Ottawa. Um, yeah, basically not Brady to Chuck, I guess, these days. Um, yeah, I mean, eh, you know, whatever. He does fight, I guess. Um, so, but other than that, yeah. Uh, Philadelphia, again, Jason Smith, uh, Hat, Darian Hatcher. I completely forgot Darian Hatcher played for the Flyers. Um, Keith Primo, um, Lindros, Kevin Deneen, Tockett, Ron Sutter, Bridgman. Um, I get, you Again, Bobby Clark, and I would say he's more dirtier than a fighter, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, again, rich history there. Um, Pittsburgh, again, Ruskowski. Um, um, San Jose, you had Owen Nolan. Todd Gill, again, I completely forgot Todd Gill played in San Jose. Underrated Todd Gill, lefty surprise guys. Um, I have some, I have a really great, uh, Robertson Gill had a really great fight. Uh, Gill and Todd Gill and Shane Churl have a really good one. Um, I have some really good Todd Gill stuff on my, uh, on my YouTube channel. Um, Jeff Odgers, the original gangster in San Jose. Um, you know, wore, wore it in the teal, man. When it, when they wore teal. Um, St. Louis, of course, you got, um, again, Shane Corson, Garth Butcher, Scott Stevens, Brian Sutter. Um, Again, great power for Brian Sutter. I mean, he's all over the place. Uh, I I know uh, uh, tough guy numbers was just, he's been yelling Brian Sutter for the last six minutes. Um, you know, uh, Barkley, Bob Plager, um, yeah, St. Louis again. Um, for some reason, I don't. Oh, now I, can, I, I was going to say something. I completely forgot. Was Jay Wells? No, not Jay Wells. Um, Somebody was, oh, son of a bitch, now I could, I had it in my head, now I've completely, I had somebody in my head that I thought was the captain, and when I scrolled through the couple of the captain's list, he wasn't on there, so I was like, yeah, I mean, it's really easy, obviously, to get confused, because I said C, not a letter, I mean, there's been a million tough guys, I mean, we could be here for all night if we wanted to list the tough guys that wore A's, but um, I, that's why I, I just narrowed it down even more to the captaincy, but um, yeah. Uh, Tampa Bay, uh, Gratton, Chris Gratton. There's another guy that kind of gets, you know, he was a high pick, um, kind of, but he had a long career, um, you know, power forward, power forward ish. Um, but yeah, uh, Toronto, uh, of course, Wendell, uh, Ramage, uh, you know, Red Horner, uh, Sittler, uh, again, not that Sittler fought a lot, but 
he would stick up for himself. But again, more gritty for sure. Um, Vancouver. Do we say Messier again? If you say Mark Messier around a Vancouver Canucks fan, ooh, them fighting words. He kind of, um, him and Keenan kind of, yeah, I don't know. That whole Keenan Messier deal in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, but Stan Smeal for steamer for sure. I, if I didn't, I think Tony would have, would have drove here and flipped my computer desk over if I didn't mention Stan Smeal. But, uh, again, you can go back. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, legendary. Um, again, you can go back. Linden, like I was saying Linden before. Um, but I would say Linden was more gritty than anything else. But yeah, but great captain in Vancouver history for sure. Um, Washington, you get Brandon Witt, uh, Dale Hunter, uh, Hatcher. Um, you know, Kevin Hatcher, again, not that he put up a ton of fights, but he would fight. Big guy. The Hatcher brothers just big and fucking mean bastards to begin with. Hatcher, Kevin Hatcher is a great player. Well, they both were great players. Um, Dale Hunter, um, I mean, what is he, second or third all-time in penalty minutes, 3,000 minutes, put up a ton of points, um, 1,000 points. I was never a Dale Hunter guy, but, again, one of those guys, got to give him his due. Um, he's a guy you definitely want to go to battle with, though, on your team. Another guy, Ryan Walter, um, doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, kind of under the radar. Again, not that I'm a Ryan Walter expert, but I, when I kind of go through my, like, uh, my early 80s assorted DVDs, not that I have a lot of them, and when I've gone down the, again, this is where Drop the Gloves would be great, but the few times I've gone down the rabbit hole, like, Ryan Walter was not afraid of anybody, and he would bang. I mean, I'm not saying he was some huge killer or anything, but he had some solid tilts. Yeah, I was kind of down with Ryan Walter. He's all right. Um, that Winnipeg, Atlanta, Winnipeg slash Atlanta, of course, again, Scott Mellenby, um, I guess more, I guess Atlanta, we'll say, uh, Mellenby, uh, Steve Stales, Buckberger, um, yeah, so that was sort of the, the list of captains, um, and like I said, it was fun to go down that rabbit hole and, uh, and see the different, uh, guys that wore the letters and, uh, no, it was not a tradition in the 90s. Um, now, if you were a junior guy or a minor league guy, well, then that opens up a whole other list of things there. Because I know there were some tough dudes that wore wore letters uh, back in the day in junior for sure. Um, you know, and uh, unfortunately, there's not lists for that. But, um, yeah, I mean, uh, so we could be here all day playing that game. But, uh, again, I want to thank everybody that contributed in the in the Facebook group Uh you know, the ones that, like I said, that weren't trolling and took it serious and weren't being jack-offs. Um, thank you. Um, yeah, guys, other than that, well, I talked for an hour. That's pretty good. Um, not that it was, like I said, any earth-shattering sort of, um, you know, uh, revelations or anything. But I don't know. It was a, I think it was a fun little talk. And, and uh, you know, and it definitely, again, listener-driven um, or fight group-driven anyway. But, uh, yeah, guys, other than that... Um, I, I, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I want to thank everybody that, that tunes in regularly. Like I said, I went through all that on my New Year's episode. My New Year's episode, though, um, I want to thank everybody that uh, that's downloaded and listened. Um, it's actually done quite well. It got up to it was 60-some in Canada uh, for listens. Uh, and it was like 90-some in the United States. So I really appreciate uh, the folks, out, you guys out there for listening. Um, actually, the show in the last couple of weeks has done... Uh, has, has been doing actually some pretty good numbers. Um, so I don't know if everybody's trapped at home and you got nothing better to do. Uh, but regardless, whatever it may be, I want to thank you for do for, uh, for tuning in. And, um, 
yeah, guys, uh, like as I always say with this show, um, and Alex says the same thing, and Joe, um, like I said, we don't have alcohol, we don't have a massive network behind us. Um, it's listener driven. So if you could, uh, like I said, if you could send a link to a friend or if you're talking to a guy at work and, Hey, you're an iTunes guy, you like hockey fights. You should listen to this asshole. Um, I'd, I'd appreciate the folks, uh, if you guys could spread the word, uh, yeah, like I always say the the listeners are our billboards. So, um, but other than that guys, uh, I, Oh, and by the way, I did have a few people that have emailed me over the new year and at Christmas about ideas for the show and wanting to come on the show. Um, no offense if I have not gotten back to you. I haven't really been around the computer that much the last little bit. Um, I will definitely respond to you. Thank you for taking the time to reply. Um, or to, you know, I always say, get a hold of me on social media. If you're not on social media, email me. Hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Send me an email uh, for some comments, good, bad, or otherwise. Or if you want to come on the show or if you have a guest for the show or an idea for the show. Or you just want to share a picture. Whatever it may be. Um... I'm, I, I love hearing from people and, uh, Al, I got it. I'll get back to you. Um, definitely have you on and, uh, and, 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 uh, Francois and, and Jeff and all you guys. Um, I definitely want to have all you guys on the show and, uh, I just need a little bit of time to get organized and, you know, after the silly season here and everything else, uh, once we get back to, you know, normal, uh, I just need the wife and school to start and the wife to go back to work. Get everything back to normal because it's been a little mm, crazy here. <laughs> um, but no, we'll, I'll, I'll definitely get a hold of you guys and we will definitely do something. And for the players that I talked to, again, I'll get back to everybody here. I'm not, uh, I want to thank everybody for taking the time to reply and to respond. And, uh, I will definitely get back to you in due time here. But uh, other than that, guys, I don't have too much more to say. So let's get out of here. I will. Uh, I will talk to you cats again on Sunday. Like I said, you're, it's uh, it's Wednesday. You're almost there, folks. A couple more days, and uh, we'll talk to you guys on the weekend. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 